anybody you know, young, old, it doesn't matter, to make a list of the top 10, heck, top 5 most beautiful women ever to grace the silver screen, and I bet our next guest would appear on just about every list. She is, without a doubt, an iconic cultural figure. Interesting, too, that just about everybody in the world knows who she is, but very few know much about her. She's been a very private person until now. Her new book shows her in a way we've never seen her before, and we've certainly seen her in a lot of ways. The book is called Raquel Beyond the Cleavage, and we are thrilled to welcome Raquel Welsh. Hey, Raquel, how are you? Hello there. I'm fine. Thank you. Matt, it's great to have you here on Growing Boulder. Uh, We're thrilled that you're taking the time. And we have to say that anybody that writes a book that's called Beyond the Cleavage is certainly Growing Boulder. Uh, What made you you come up with that title? Well, basically, I think because of my um, sort of decades of sex symbol image, I, I felt like that it was a jokey way of saying I'm kind of you know, eclipsed by this physical image and of this voluptuary. And um, mm-hmm. if we could just get beyond that, you know, maybe we, we could get acquainted. I, I guess it's kind of funny. The first time I remember hearing of you was that, that movie poster, the one everybody remembers uh, mm-hmm. of you in the caveman getup. And, you know, for the life of me, I don't even remember seeing the movie, but I think that's probably what happened. That poster etched itself in, in people's minds. And, and, and yes, that... I do speak about that in, in the book. And what do you what do you tell us? What do you tell uh, you? Yeah. Well, it's pretty much part of the. It it it's uh, it came from, of course, the movie One Million Years B.C. And when it started being distributed throughout the planet, it created a bit of a stir, and that became my identity. And uh, the fact that it was a cave, uh, kind of a, a prehistoric a special effects movie, uh, in which I said practically nothing, but did run around a lot in this dozy <laughs> bikini, uh, pretty much made me into a mute <laughs> of, of a certain physical um, appeal. And that was what people sort of remembered me by. I mean, I did go on to make 45 other movies with some great directors, great actors, and all of that, and even won a Golden Globe Award. But still, that particular start in my professional life pretty much set a kind of a pattern that would follow me which is that I was seen, but I was rarely heard. Mm. And uh, being a rather private person, I never felt, you know, I felt frustrated from time to time, but I never felt really a big, huge need to go out and say a bunch of things about it because it was, I don't know, I think we all know that that's sort of a a cul-de-sac you never come out of, you know. Mm. What's it like to be a sex symbol? Well, you know, it's not really very... (laughs) And then it just goes there and twists around and nothing ever... It, very interesting comes out of it. Yeah. And how is it now that it's in the rearview mirror? I've never heard the word voluptuary before, but uh, but I think it's a great description. It's in the dictionary. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of them in the dictionary I've never heard of, but uh, uh, but but it's a great description of, of what you were. And obviously, it became very tedious for you. Typecast you in a sense, but as a woman with a great deal of talent, uh, you seem frustrated by it. Now that you're you're well beyond that, uh, are, are you still feel shackled in a sense by? No. Uh, your no, not image? at all. No, no, not at all. You know, first of all, that is ancient history. You know, we're speaking of 1966, and I actually made the movie in 1965. So, and I had already started my career a little bit with Fantastic Voyage just previous to that. At least I had filmed it. So, no, it's just so long ago and so not important anymore to me personally. 
Um, I mean, it's fun to have a little bit of a, of a laugh with it, but that's about all it's good for. Uh, and yet, you know, of course I refer to it because I do believe that that's, you know, how people, I was introduced. In other words, that's the handshake. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, rather a cliche now to say that pretty much anybody, whether it be, I don't know, I mean, Marilyn Monroe and on down through the ages and still into today's sex symbols, they they get somewhat frustrated by the physical image um, eclipsing who they are as people. Um, but, you know, it's just a kind of necessary evil, it seems. But, you know, somebody, I don't know if it's true or not, obviously, but the urban legend was that part of Marilyn's problem was she was terrified of, of, of moving into her 40s, you know, which she never did. And, and here's Raquel Welch, who is, uh, do, do you talk about your age or should we skip that part by? Oh, no, I mean, I think it's common knowledge, yeah, that I'm 70 now. Right, and and look at you. I mean, there isn't anybody out there that doesn't say she looks fantastic. So, you know, you have really raised the bar, Raquel, of, of what's possible at this stage in life. You're changing the face of aging by still being sexual, still being sensual at 70. Uh, well, uh, thank you. That sounds nice. <laughs> And it does make a big difference uh, to to the people, you know, all of us in our quest to, you know, to try to capture our vibrancy and, and, and you know. To... Well, I, you know, I think the book is about many, many things. Most of it is about being a woman and about the roles of women today and about kind of the lost art of, of um, being a woman. Because I think so many of us, um, I was, uh, my sort of heyday came during the 60s when we had the big cultural and sexual revolution. And we tossed a lot of the the traditional roles of women out the window and wanted to be much more independent and much more in the um, sort of uh, professional, um, uh, competitive uh, area of business and commerce and, and career building. And uh, now we've come, you know, over the years to a different place where we're kind of looking at our entire culture and finding out, well, Gosh, you know, we don't have the family unit anymore. We really don't have traditional roles for women or men anymore. So is this really a good thing, and where is it taking us? Because it hasn't, in my uh, observation, really bought, brought, against, uh, brought about any kind of form of utopia or, uh, you know, kind of a better situation for society in lots of ways. So I talk about that. I talk about all the things that I, sp- I speak mostly in a voice, I think, to women, because I think women tend to, um, when they're speaking together as girlfriends and confidants, you know, we have pretty much the sort of typical female concerns, you know, you know, your hair, your makeup, where did you get that, those shoes, you know, what spa do you go to, and all of this kind of a thing, and we are concerned about our physical appearance. Mm. And so there's a lot of things in the book about that, but there's just things in there about being a mother and uh, being a lover and about um, all these kind of different um, experiences that I've had. I mean, I felt that in a funny kind of a way, by the time I wrote the book, which is, you know, well into my 60s, that now I really did have something to say because I had lived and uh, made my mistakes and, you know, gotten a chance to sort of take a look at my life and um, see things more clearly. And, um, you know, I think that there's, uh, uh, especially in this society, but I think everywhere, a kind of a fear of getting old. And um, I think it's, um, you know, it's a real one. 
because I think one doesn't want to be put on the sidelines before, hmm. you know, you make your own choice to do that. And um, I think that with women in particular, once you reach the age of 40, there's a kind of a, um, I guess it's a, almost a tradition afoot that you should just be sort of put out to pasture, that you're really not cute and fun and attractive anymore. So goodbye. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's pretty daunting. Hmm. I mean, I, um, I actually at 40, uh, I talk about that a lot in the book and some personal um, situations that happened to me um, just by the, the, the dint of turning 40 that were very, that were not positive in my life and career. But then it got turned around um, by the fact that I ended up on Broadway doing Woman of the Year, and it turned out to be a resounding success for me. And the fact that I found a different direction at that time that really gave me a lot, big sense of fulfillment, a lot of career success, you know, was quite amazing to me. In other words, I felt like, oh, my gosh, this is not an ending. This is the beginning. And um, from that point on, I think my life has gotten so much better Mm. in every regard. So I kind of wanted, once I sat down to write this book, to pass that along to my other sisters out there and to whoever picks up the book, if men pick up the book, kind of curious about me for whatever reasons, and then maybe learn something a little bit about the way the female thinks and about this, how this particular female thinks and her attitudes and the things that she experiences. If, uh, you know, I've had men tell me that they enjoy the book and they think it's well, well done, and they're amused by it, and they feel like, oh, this is not what I thought it would be like and uh, to read this. And um, so I'm sort of rattling on here. But no, you're, you're doing great. We're talking to Raquel Welsh, Hollywood icon. Her new book is called Beyond the Cleavage. And Raquel, obviously, very obviously, you've got a point of view. You've got a very powerful voice. It's great that you're using it in writing your book. Is it difficult for you socially in the sense that, that, that given your intellect, given your, your past, uh, given who you are today, it's got to be difficult to find men that are not intimidated by you? Well, I don't know. You know, um, I've been married four times, so I can't start giving advice about men, because I, <laughs> even though it's not hard to get one, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a quandary what to do with one after you get it. I mean, I really don't think I want to get married again, um, and these other sort of romantic relationships tend to be problematic in lots of different ways. But, you know, still, um, I look back, and I'm, I'm happy that I had the experiences I did with men. I love men. I adore men. I would hate to be in a world without men. Um, and they have so much to offer, and we work so well together if we can simply cooperate. I think that's the big conundrum at the bottom of everything. How can we get together and not sort of tear each other apart and constantly think that we're dealing with the enemy? Um, But, um, you know, I don't worry about it, to tell you the truth. I find that men are very, very lovely to me. They're very easy to talk to, and they're they're mostly pretty pretty good. Um, I've never really... You know, I think that in the very, very beginning, um, I had a lot of trouble of being just a, you know, in the beginning of my career I'm talking about, which is, again, donkeys years ago, huh. a difficulty if, in people not knowing what to say to somebody who is a poster on the wall, and they just tend to be 
behaved kind of strangely. And so then, of course, you did have to have your bodyguards and all of that. But generally speaking, in person, men have not been, uh, had, had a problem. But yes, if you're going to have a uh, specific relationship with a man, there will be problems of competing with a lot of attention um, given to one of the couple. Um, <laughs> and, um, and you know, you, you have to have some kind of a parity there. I mean, what do they bring to the relationship? They have to have enough to bring to the relationship well, in the way of what they're contributing, you know, on all different levels. Well, let me let are, people know, Raquel, I hate they're to... They're not going to be intimidated. Hmm? Right. The book is called Raquel Beyond the Cleavage, and it's yeah. a breath of fresh air. Not really a kiss and tell, although there is some of that, but there is so much more. And interesting that we had to wait till she was 70 to find out that, yes, indeed, Raquel Welch is as fascinating and beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside. Mm-hmm. 